Good evening, citizens. My name is Van Shattersong, captain of the Bloody Hand Mercenary Company, hero of Leafabin, and, well, as long as you don't ask my uh, less than friendly compatriots, I'm a pretty nice guy. At least I like to think so. Today, I would like to talk to you about something very personal to me, and that is my home. Today we're going to be talking about Miaran, a province right at the centre of the empire. Firmly in Navari control, the epicentre and heart of its culture, its people, and the closest thing we have to stability. It's also the step furthest taken towards reclaiming our old empire of Terranail before the uh, briar scum have, well, sullied that word. Anyway, it's where I'm from. I live down in Holt in the south. I lived there with my, uh, well, lived there with my parents for quite a while. We ran a mine and we would often take in those who were too wounded or sick to return to the front lines or for whatever reason they prefer a more straightforward life. It's certainly not easy, but as long as you can swing a pickaxe or haul a cart, then there's a home for you with the Shatter Songs in Holt. Now, Miaran itself is a land of gentle golden woodlands, open settings, fertile fields, fair winds, and the great Navari city of Seren. It lies on the border between Dawn and the Marches, and also between Wintermark and the League. It truly is at the centre of the Empire. In the early years, the Valorn in Miaran was completely destroyed, and at the heart of the forest, the ruins of the city Seren was reclaimed. Now this was right at the start, when the Empire was first formed, the first Empress. And once city, well, once the city of Seren was reclaimed, it was slowly rebuilt. And we now consider it our heartland of the Navari nation, and, as I said earlier, a symbol of what can be achieved. Miaran is dotted with carefully tended woodlands, farms, orchards, and only in the northwestern region of the Gold Glades is there any true forest. With so much open ground to work with, many of Miaran's steadings have expanded in size far beyond the settlements encountered in other Navari territories. They increasingly have more in common with the towns and villages of Dawn and the marches than with the steadings of other territories. Navari visiting from Liafabin, Rikeliand and even Thurunen for the first time are often amazed of how peaceful they are. And the territory they stand in can be without the constant threat of the Valorn or barbarian orcs to contend with. For non-Navari visitors, and given its central location in the Empire and excellent roads, it should come as no surprise that Miaran sees a lot of non-Navari visitors. One element that stands out as strange to them is the careful reverence with which the old Terranale ruins are treated. The city of Seren is well known as being built among the ruins of the former Terranale city. But the Navarre are careful not to damage 
any ruins they have found that have withstood the malice of the forlorn. Any farm might have a carefully preserved ruined tower. Any orchards might be bounded by a high wall of unfamiliar construction. And any well might be surrounded by wind-worn statues from a time long before the Empire. To those not acquainted with the practice, this can give the territory a slightly eerie quality, despite its otherwise pastoral beauty. Miaran sees a lot of trade. Again, its central location combines with its proximity to the heartlands of the Empire to see regular merchant caravans from most Imperial nations. It produces a significant amount of the Venom sap used to create Lao, for example, and more than any other territory in the Empire. With the completion of the Blood Red Roads, a League initiative to connect well, the League cities and other significant parts of the Empire via road rather than trods, which are less direct, there has been a marked increase in Faradim, Urizen, Reborn, and even Sarani, Aksu, and Sarkofan visitors, eager to purchase fruit, wines, spirits, wood, and other fine quality goods. Navari merchants from Hycenia and Wintermark used to bring their wares to Miaran to sell, although this practice has become less prevalent with the rise of the northern trade network and the completion of the Blood Red Roads. In the heartland of the Navarre, Miaran is a little bit unlike other territories. Conflict here arises not from the threat of the lawn, but either from the internal politics or from conflicts between stubborn groups of Marcher and Dornish Yofolk brawling across the invisible border between their two nations. It truly is a geographic fight club. Now, points of interest. Of course, we're going to start with Seren itself, the major city. A former Terranale city, and once the literal heart of a Valon, Seren has been absolutely transformed. In the 22nd year of the Empire, the Valorn of Miaran was defeated, and the ruins of Seren reclaimed from the forest. In the century since, bringing us up to the year 383, the Navarre have incorporated the ruins of the ancient Terranale city into their own sprawling settlement. It is the largest permanent settlement of the Navarre in the entire empire. In contrast to the larger settlements of other nations, Seren is composed of a number of interlocking steadings, each technically separate to the others, but entwined in an interdependent relationship. When the steadings need to make decisions as a group, a council of brands is formed to discuss the matter and reach a consensus. This model is often reflected in informal arrangements between Navari groups across the empire. For the last century, at least, there has been a general consensus among the brands who oversee Seren and recent decades of peace and cooperation have seen it grow in population until it has begun to be seen as a city in its own right. While it is no equal to the great urban centres of the League in size and population, it is easily a match for Mead or Siroc. 
a third of the ruins are given over to a weirwood forest. And even in the more built up areas, there are many green open spaces and carefully tended trees. Across the empire, it is often referred to as the Garden City. The ruins of Seren have been extensively explored and catalogued, so those of you who wish to go adventuring might need to go further afield. Many of the facts that the Empire knows about the Terranail Empire were uncovered in Seren itself, and at the height of Terranail, Seren was a city known for its scholars and poets, for both colleges and military academies too. Several of these buildings were reclaimed when the Valorn fell, and while no writing survived exposure to the heart of corruption, a combination of divination magic and tireless archaeology slowly teased some of the secrets out. In early 377 year of the Empire, a number of fortified watchtowers and secure campsites were built around Seren, providing local bandit hunters and scouts safe places to use in their pursuit of both lawbreakers and opportunistic orc raiding parties. The project was overseen by Henry Ward, Senator for Upwald, as part of a larger Senate initiative to provide protection to towns throughout the Empire. The defence is not sufficient to qualify Seren as a fortification, but they have helped reduce outlawry and banditry throughout the territory. A more recent exploration discovered a mystical flame in a hidden chamber behind a waterfall, which has expanded with the aid of the former civilian commissioner of the Navarre to create the eternal flame of Niaren. In a similar vein, the Thorned Rose, a small academy that provides training to prospective baits, stands near the Golden Trees and provides a seasonal sinecure to the Dean. Now, excuse me, yawning, it is a, it's an early morning for me, or a late evening, depending on exactly how you want to see it. The Golden Trees of Seren is a Borse resource located in Serenale. The custodianship of the Golden Trees is an imperial title that brings with it a seat on the imperial Borse and produces a, <laughs> a mouth-wateringly high number of weirwood, 28 wanes per season. Control is allocated to any imperial citizen by open auction during the winter solstice. So despite these trees being firmly in the heartlands of Navarre, they are free for any imperial citizen to bid upon and uh, control. Brock's Toll is a famous toll bridge just south of Greenfalls situated roughly halfway between Dawn and the Marches, and historically claimed by both. While it isn't much used by wealthy merchants or nobles, the road that this bridge lies on carries most of the agricultural traffic between Dawn and the Marches. The bridge is associated with another sinecure, contested between the Marches and the Yofog of Dawn. And as a uh, small insight to how this is decided, each time the Sinecure is up for grabs, the marchers in the Ofog of Dawn will have a tawny of sorts. It's not quite as formal or glamorous as one in Dawn, but it's certainly a step up from the brawls you would get in the marchers. Now, the. Uh, <laughs> the and, uh, let's not call them enemies, let's call them rivals. 
take this very seriously and it's quite the contest to watch. On less, <laughs> uh, let's call them, I on the uh, on the sightseeing side, this one is a bit of an eyesore. The Great Sinkhole. Just over a month after the spring equinox in the year 381, year of the Empire, a large section of northwestern gold glades collapsed with an almighty roar. And after the initial collapse, the hole began to spread. Warnings by the Navari Vates reached the already worried people of Birchland, Woodheath, and the Vardstein Vale. Not a moment too soon before parts of the three adjacent territories, which were Upworld, Hanmark, and Temeshwar, were likewise consumed. Where Miaran once bordered Hanmark, there is now a massive sinkhole. It's over 700 feet deep and has a lake at the bottom, and we don't know how deep that lake is. The cliff walls are nearly vertical and still prone to collapse in some places, but there are also signs of caves and tunnels opening out in several places. Initial explorers have excitedly reported what looked to be ancient mine workings, some reaching back to the time of Terranail, and some going back even further. The full extent of the network of caverns here has yet to be determined. More worryingly, some of the early daredevils who have made some uh, preliminary investigations of some of the more accessible caves have failed to return. And all those who have made it back in one piece have described encounters with particularly angry trigoni, or trogs in the common tongue. Creatures rarely encountered outside the mountains of Uruzin or the northern peaks of Wintermark and Varushka. The sinkhole was officially named Lorenzo's Deep Pockets by Lorenzo Macheliano von Temeshwar. For those of you who do attend Anvil or intend to do so, Lorenzo is an exceptionally wealthy individual. And of course, he bought the name of a hole. But I'm not jealous. If he wants to be prosperous in that way, he can do so. Anyway, the sinkhole does remain as a source of some concern to the people of Miaran. However, more organised parties have been sent to the sinkhole to remove some of the particularly abundant welt silver veins that run through it, and also to deal with the trogs themselves. Moving on to Ronwin's fall, in less peaceful times, when Navarre spent more time hiding from barbarians when hunting them, it was a refuge. It was named in the 30, 30? Gosh, 30th year of the Empire in honour of the Archmage Ronwyn, who gave her life to help defeat the Valorn of Miaran. The steading is built into the cliff under the falls that feed the upper reaches of the Gansioth. The settlement attracts scholars from across the Empire who wish to study the swirling, intricate designs that the first Navari carved into the rocks here. Designs that contain information about trods and old ritual dances. Historical research on Ronwin's fall was commissioned by the advisor on the Valorn during the spring equinox of the year 381. I shan't be diving into that today, but it is interesting to take a look at should you come across 
one of the many libraries across the land in your own travels. Now, that's the sightseeing done. Let's talk about the regions within the Arran. You've got gold glades, part of which has been lost to a sinkhole, the rest of which is probably the only remaining wild forest in the territory itself. It has a rich bounty of ambergelt and lots of forest workers make a living in this area. The steadings of gold glades are some of the wealthiest in the Arran and indeed Navarre. The eternal family striding uh, <laughs> of whom you will almost certainly have heard from and if not talked to should you attend Anvil. They hold a small wayhouse there where they can often be contacted. Of interest to those with a mystical nature in the southern foothills of the local peaks stands the pool of silver clouds. A still pool in a quiet glade which, whatever the reason, reflects silver clouds and a blue sky. It is said to well, it's said to be that some baits can divine the future in the waters of this pool. Indeed, these same baits were the first to be aware of the threat of the great sinkhole, and their speedy warning not only to the people of the glades, but also to folk in neighbouring territories, saved untold lives from the natural disaster. Holtford, near the town of Holt, <laughs> is a thriving region known for its orichalcum mines, which uh, yours truly does indeed work, and deep clay pits rich in dragonbone. The large steading of Holt, that stands near the southern borders, historically served as a staging post for expeditions to explore the land claimed by the Miaran Forlorn. However, in recent centuries, it has become better known for the quality and strength of its pottery, and for its merchants, and again, yours truly. Traders who wish to avoid Temeshwar for whatever reason, <laughs> I'm not dropping any shade here, commonly pass through Holt on their way between Highgard and Wintermark, and some of the largest and wealthiest wayhouses in Navarre are found in Holtford. The Nighthaven Striding, apologies, the Nighthaven Steading, was founded near Holt and known to produce politically and economically savvy Navarre, who regularly send one of their own to represent their people in the Imperial Senate. Holtford was also the site of a so-called alchemical workshop, a peculiar tower of white granite, apparently dedicated to the eternal Murit. It functioned as a workshop for studying the transformation of base matter. The structure was commissioned by the Imperial Senate in the year 380, year of the Empire, and work was completed shortly before 381 in the spring. So quite a quick build. A year later, Shortly before the spring equinox of 382, the tower itself disappeared. Where it once stood is now a circular pool of clear, fresh water. The water appears entirely mundane, but anyone who looks at their reflection in the pool sees themselves as they might have been had they made different choices at some point in their lives. At night, the night skies reflected in the pool bear no relationship to the actual stars in the skies above them. According to locals, a peculiar creature frequents the pool, emerging from its depths on nights of the half moon, to speak to scholars of night magic who visit the area. 
it's been dubbed by us locals as the Dark Water Pool. Oakways is another region of Miaran. The First Voice Glade School is located there, and that's a valuable sinecure that provides a bounty of herbs to the dean of the school. Green Falls, well, take it from a local, Green Falls is kind of boring, don't bother. Serenale is the second set of ruins of a Terranale city, and it lies in northern Serenale itself. This is where the dark heart of the Miaran Forlorn actually lay. The Golden Trees of Seren is a sprawling weirwood forest that covers much of the northern Serenale area and encompasses roughly a third of the Terranale ruins. It's also the site of the Golden Orchards, a sinecure that provides the Granger with a bounty of crystal manor. The rest of the ruins, however, are given over to the largest permanent Navari settlement, which is the town of Seren. The Leafstalkers striding, easily recognisable with their leaf cloaks, very difficult to see them when they uh, lie down in the foliage or indeed just stay still in the twilight hours, um, are a modern band of Navarre based out of Serenale itself. Again, their signature cloaks allow them to blend in with the weirwood trees of the region. Now, let's say that's all of the highlights from Miaran. Um, I would be wrong to say that though. Miaran is a wonderful vision, a wonderful reality you could say, of why we Navari are fighting so hard for our homeland. Miaran is proof that having lost one empire, we can regain another. Whether it is Terranale itself or whether it's something better as part of the empire or however things digress, we will see. But I can assure you, should you ever stop by Holt, I'm sure you can meet a, <laughs> a certain friendly band of people who will take you in. That's all I would like to tell you today. However, next time, keep your ears sharp and pricked, because whilst Miaran might be a safe territory, the others of Navarre are certainly not. <laughs>